and welcome to another One Hit Wonder episode of We <laughs> Only Look Thin. I am Katherine Weigel. I have lost about 145 pounds. I'm a Tiny Habit certified coach and a inspiration. No, it's an inspiration. Man, yeah. I can't get the ands and the as right. Uh, anyway, this is We Only Look Thin, and with me today is... Donald Weigel, an inspiration <laughs> and host of this show. <laughs> I have lost about 100 pounds, and uh, we are here to talk about it. Yeah, but our weight loss is not a one-hit wonder, is it? No. It just keeps wondering and hitting all the time. Yes, indeed. And um, I think that it may be unfair. Uh, we are going to call this episode uh, Walt on for one more day. We are. You gotta... Based on the hit, on. the hit Wilson Phillips song, uh, Hold On For One More Day. Um, and, uh, is it fair to call them one hit wonders? They had more than one hit, didn't I they? I don't remember. We have a, a history, a storied history yeah. of referencing songs we don't like, movies we haven't seen. I know. Uh, not a huge Wilson Phillips fan. No. Uh, not a fan of the song, but. Hopefully I, we haven't just lost, uh, scads of listeners who are Wilson Phillips groupies and, uh, now they're mad at us. Yeah. Uh, the lovely women. I, I support it. Yay. But just not a huge fan. But. We always enjoy ways that we can make things sound like it's about Walt. It's yes. like Smurfy. It's Walty. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is. It is. It's Walty. Yeah. Uh, but they they begged us and pleaded on a beach uh, to hold on for one more day, everyone. They sure did. Wow, we, you remember it on a beach. All I remember is that scene at the end of Bridesmaids where, see, where like Wilson Phillips shows up for no reason. No reason. And, and they all like sing along with it for well, some reason. And that's the problem with anybody. Like if, if someone's like, oh, we're going to have a 50th birthday party for Catherine. Yeah. Like we're going to do all the favorite things that were popular when she was a young person, including <laughs> Wilson right. Phillips and pop music <laughs> and like right. they have at the at the store in your they case have, it would be swatch watches and slap bracelets probably. yeah that's probably you're not wrong there <laughs> man why am i so obsessed with swatches still <laughs> we don't know oh my goodness but like if they do those like oh well you know 23 skidoo like oh you're born in 1947 this is what you love and it's all like the the clap you know the top 10 hits or whatever I was a not a top tenor no. back in the in the in eighties and nineties. That wasn't my jam. No, and in fact, if something was popular, like I pretty much shunned it, even if I uh, secretly might have liked it. Is that where our daughter gets? I it was from? like a too cool for school teenager. Yeah, but if someone was just like, "Oh, you grew up with the the, the Justin Bieber's and I don't know <laughs> Silly String," I'd be like, right. "I've never never used Silly String in my life, so right. uh, this is not my reference." I but, don't know why you're lying. There's like plenty of photographs of you enjoying silly, silly string out there. Okay, so we, listener, we are asking you to hold on for one more day. Yeah. I know we're going off on our own therapy sessions, but what if you're thinking today, you know, this episode was the last straw. <laughs> they obviously <laughs> don't know what they're talking about. I don't want to listen anymore. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to weight loss anymore. Yeah. We're asking you to waltz on for one more day. Absolutely. And look, I've told this story before. I, uh, if you've heard it, if you've, uh, if you've memorized it, I apologize. But I had gotten to a point in my life where I had just decided to quit. Yep. And I, 
I, this was, you know, like six, six, seven years ago, I had just decided like I was going to not do any more watching what I eat or any more exercise at all. And I was just like, whatever happened, happened. And what happened was mm-hmm. I gained a bunch more weight and got diagnosed with type two diabetes, something that I'm still struggling with to this day, even after losing a hundred pounds. And it was a regrettable decision in the end. <laughs> that sounded <laughs> one, like your press one, secretary. One might say, yeah, exactly. We regret uh, the circumstances. <laughs> mistakes uh, were mistakes made. Were made. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think that we, you know, I quit so many times. And I remember that time, like when Donald actually said he was in the living room and he's like, I just, I can't care about this anymore. I give up. And I was like, Oh, no, that's a dark look, like just deciding that it doesn't matter anymore. And oftentimes, things like that are done in ex- in periods of extreme emotion. We have talked about before that idea of like quitting something like a job. Yeah. It's not just a, you know, like, gosh, I'm going to consider this for another six months. It's usually you've put up with a bunch of, you know, extra work and, you know, poor working conditions and a lot of built up obliger rebellion, obligation, anger. And then the whole quitting thing is a storming out. That's it. I'm done. And a lot of time, and that's not super healthy. No. Like and, and look, I, I've had plenty of fantasies about just snapping. And, and <laughs> oh, quitting, <laughs> and I just quit in a rage, and it and there's this big catharsis, and I I make a speech to the office, and I say, "Who's coming with me?" And they all yeah. join me, and they carry me out on their arms. Yeah, and, but uh, the only thing you've snapped into is a slim jim. Oh, he would just man, eat his feelings so instead true. of that quitting. Is... He doesn't actually eat slim jims. <laughs> it, it makes for a funny joke. <laughs> it does make a funny joke. <laughs> And, and, but, you know, we think about quitting like that we are breaking something, yeah. that we're we're stopping ahead. Like we talk about breaking a habit. Like if we just have this one moment where we can like really exhibit a strong amount of force, right. that then we can do it. Like we have an epiphany. We can just quit like all of a sudden. Well, and it's bad too. We were looking at, I was, I was looking up stock photos of, uh, of quitting and there's actually. That's what Catherine does for fun. Yeah. <laughs> It I used did. to be swatch watches and slap bracelets, and now and silly string. And now it's, it's just stock just photos. Stock yeah. photos. But there was actually I, I looked up quitting, and there was an image of a cigarette with the word "stop" written on the side of the cigarette, and then it snapped in half oh, like a yeah. like a cigarette slim jim. Yeah, and. Um, <laughs> But, but people actually think <laughs> kind of like candy cigarettes, Ew, only it's like oh Slim gosh. Jim. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Our daughter was actually like, "Well, what's a candy cigarette? I'm interested in that." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, "No, no, please don't." But the whole, you know, and BJ Fogg for Tiny Habits talks about this. About we think that if we just exact pressure at a specific moment, that we can quit something. We can quit a job. We can quit smoking. We can quit drinking. But we also, when we get frustrated with, you know, a weight loss plan, we do the like, I quit. I quit Weight Watchers, which I did. And all I did was quit and then revenge gain 10, 20 pounds and then start Weight Watchers again and again until I was up 100 pounds from when I first started Weight Watchers. Yeah. Because I kept identifying as I'm not adhering to the plan. I'm obviously broken. The plan works just not for me and I quit and I'm broken inside. And we ask you, dear listener, 
dear Wilson Phillips listener on a beach. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, to quit quitting because there's an alternative to quitting. Yeah, and and I think that you are touching on kind of the root of the problem, which is that we have this idea that we will temporarily like white knuckle it and go on some plan, some plan that we hate, some plan that involves a great amount of restriction and that we will do that for a certain amount of time until we reach our goal and then we can stop. Yeah. And what what we have discovered and maybe, you know, this is a spoiler alert is that we had to really adjust our lifestyle and to do things that worked for us that protected our health and also protected our mental health and that we actually wanted to do and keep doing. And that was the only way that I have been in my whole life been able to lose a bunch of weight and then also maintain it for years later. Yeah. So when you think about quitting, you think it's a big decision. But a lot of times we don't quit things. I'm flipping it around. Whoa. Um, we don't quit things because we have what we call hidden scripts about oh, yeah. what it means to be a quitter. Nobody, high school, elementary school, quitters are bad. Like, yeah. oh, you don't want to be a quitter. Oh, boy, if you really just stuck it out like I did, like I was super successful. Successful. If you quit, that means you're a loser. <laughs> sure. You know, that you're stupid. You're just not smart enough. You don't have enough willpower. Everyone will hate me if I drop out of Weight Watchers or if I drop the team. If it's something that you don't like doing. I, I actually went to a spin class with someone once at the gym. And I did. I just didn't like it. It just wasn't my thing. But I felt bad quitting. Yeah. Because then I'm like, oh, I just don't have what it takes. But sometimes quitting is a good thing. But um, but we're gonna we're gonna shake it up. So wait, Catherine Donald is quitting a good thing or a bad thing? I don't even know. So, but what stories do you have about quitting? Is it something wrong with you, or is it something wrong with the system, man? Yeah, man. So this is actually part of a presentation that I did in Walt Place. We only look thin place, our accountability group. Yeah. But we talked about quitting and someone actually brought up the podcast uh, by Glennon Doyle. She is a podcaster and a writer where she and her partner were talking about quitting. And her partner is a professional athlete and she is a professional writer. And her her <laughs> wife was like, you know, no, quitting is terrible. No pain, no gain. Get it done. Like, and she's super ambitious. She sounds like maybe she's an upholder. She gets it done. Yeah. But sometimes quitting can be a positive thing and it's deciding. And here's where, uh, I was going to say Catherine Weigel comes in as though I was my, my own narrator. <laughs> what is quitting to you? What are you actually quitting when you say you're quitting? Because lots of times it's just this giant, we cast a giant net. And just say we're quitting carbs, we're quitting, fr you know, fruit, you know, fruit sure is my problem. We're quitting a job. It's a huge thing. But just as with a job, something happens after you quit the job. Yeah. You walk out the door, you're carrying your thing, uh, and you walk out, you're like Peggy on, uh, on, on Mad Men with a oh, cigarette yeah. and the box and you're, you're super cool. But then you got to do something afterward. Yeah. It's sort of like, you know, I, I had decided to quit all efforts to, you know, maintain my weight or to worry about my health. And I did. <laughs> and then, but my health didn't quit me. Like yeah. there's, there's just like, you can quit a job, as Catherine just said, 
but you still at some point, some way have to figure out how to make a living. You can quit in air quotes, like your health and fitness plan, but at some point you still have to figure out like your health and fitness is going to catch up to you. Yeah. I mean, and gas prices in America are, uh, are really tough right now. Um, if you just said, I'm going to quit buying gas, there are alternatives. You can ride a bike, you can get an electric vehicle or whatever, but yeah. you still need to get around somehow. Yeah. You need to figure it out. So what we're asking you to do is not to consider quitting, but to consider pivoting. Whoa! Um, We're asking you to pivot. And uh, Webster's Dictionary defines pivoting as (laughs) as pivoting. It's Um, your graduation speech. But it's not about just, you know, ending something. It's about taking stock of a situation, learning from it, and deciding what to do next. Because there's always a next. And, and, you know, the a classic, well, I call it classic. Oh. This is from my own my own experience. The, a classic example for me was I hated going to the gym. I hated like what the gym offered me. I hated doing those exercises, but I thought it was the only way the like I thought of it as real exercise and that it was the only thing I could do. But I figured out that I could pivot what? to to neat essentially, which is getting as much movement as I can throughout the day, mostly by getting steps and tracking them on my Fitbit tracker. And that has been great exercise for me. I don't hate it and I enjoy it and I keep doing it, which if I had decided to keep going to the gym, I know I always would eventually stop because of how much I disliked it. Right. So there's a, an old, uh, I thought you were going to say, and I, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I'm a present listener who doesn't <laughs> assume what you're going to say. Yeah. I listen is, for understanding. This is the new you, apparently. I'm not looking for what I want to say myself. Yeah. But uh, but that episode of Friends with our friends. Our uh, friends, the friends. <laughs> our friend friends. Yeah. Where they're, they're, they're trying to get a... Uh, a couch up a staircase. Oh yeah, and and Ross is like, "Hey, pivot, 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 it get, pivot." It gets yeah. stuck there. If they quit instead of pivoted, which yeah. is super easy to say, quitting would be leaving the couch in the stairwell yeah. and just leaving it the there for someone else. Stays to deal downstairs, with. like that's the answer, yeah. right? No, but they pivot. Yeah. Ross knows what's up. Um, and I've never uh, agreed with Ross basically on anything, but in this case, <laughs> well, dinosaurs was, are cool. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, but it's about again changing, modifying, transitioning, shifting, and adjusting. Just like with a couch, we yeah. can do the same with our health goals. Because, like Donald said, there's still food to be eaten after you decide you're quitting a plan. So we've talked before about James Clear, author of Atomic Habits, and BJ Fogg, also Tiny Habits, have talked about changing your identity when you are changing your habits. Because just having an end goal of losing weight or putting habits in place isn't as important as your actual identity. Yeah. And when you think about people quitting, we think about, and this is what Donald was alluding to earlier. Actually, it wasn't an illusion. He just said he didn't like the gym. So that was no illusion. It was. <laughs> I said it right <laughs> out. Literally. I didn't, I didn't allude to it. No illusions. Um, but for me, my quitting identity was I follow Weight Watchers. Yeah. I identify as someone who signs up for Weight Watchers. And when it doesn't work, I quit. 
I also thought about like, oh, well, I'm a person who goes to the gym. Once I hated the gym, I stopped going to the gym. And then I stopped working out altogether. Yeah. So a quitting identity is identifying as a particular verb or a particular tool of weight loss. If I'm not doing keto, I'm doing nothing. If I'm not doing Weight Watchers, it's over. If if my gym closes, then my fitness is over. You're tying it to an external plan or a place instead of looking at your actual identity. And for me, it was exactly that. I identified as somebody who lost weight when I did low carb. Like I, it was called Atkins when I did it back in the, in the nineties. Um, and now keto. And I felt like, you know, I either was doing low carb and losing weight or I was doing nothing. And that was essentially the all or nothing situation I was in. And I, didn't enjoy doing low carb. I enjoyed the the results I got from it, but it was like this situation where I was having to like exert my willpower all the time to avoid anything with sugar or, or starch in it. Well, and two, we get to the point where it's, oh, well, I can't do it because I don't have time for all the food prep it's going to require. Right. Or I go to work really early, so I can't go to the gym. So there's nothing I can do. And I know for me, that was a big thing of just like, well, there's no way I can do all that prep. So there's no way I can lose weight. So it was that all or nothing. That's the quitting mentality. But the pivoting identity is you're a person who adapts, you stay active, you have a growth mindset, and you're able to use tools when they're right for you. But know that there are other tools available to help us toward our goal. And if one thing stops working, or you're getting bored of it, you can pivot to use other tools and resources. And that is my, that is an identity of growth. And I care about my body, not just I care about losing weight. And that's what I did. And guess what, everybody, I'm gonna let you in. It actually works. Yeah, for sure. And, and I think there's a there's a couple of things that I wanted to touch on. One is like, if there is an aspect of a plan that you really like and that speaks to you, but you don't like the rest of it, you can take that one part of it. Like for me, I didn't like a lot of what happened at Weight Watchers, but one thing I really did like was the actual writing down of everything that I ate. Yeah. And I still find that an incredibly useful tool. A, you know, having all of that data of like, oh, I ate this, this, and this. And oh, wait, when I ate that food, I really felt the need to continue eating more snacks. So maybe I shouldn't eat that food so early in the day. Or, you know, I ate this many calories and then I was able to, you know, lose some weight based on this many steps. And, and I really like that part of it. But I, so I, I take that one thing from it and I adapt and I pivot and, you know, use what I like from it in a different way. Well, for sure. And that whole thing, I mean, because I use a lot of, of portions of Weight Watchers too, is doing sort of a, uh, a goulash, if you will, of your, of the things that you actually like to do. Mm, or the Goulash is delicious. The, it is. So it's that thing of really going back and reviewing the things that you did like about anything that you've done in the past. Yeah. For me with Weight Watchers, I still really love, I love tracking. They talked about using smaller plates. They talked about pumping up the volume, though they didn't say pumping up the volume. <laughs> Copyright, trademark, we only look thin. Yeah. Uh, 
Pump up the Pump volume. Pump up the volume. Oh, boy. Sorry, that I didn't work. know that that's where you were going. You should have some, like, you need to, like, I need to twice. come up with a hand signal, like, when we're going to do it. Yeah. Exactly. But I like to look at it as, like, sort of a build-your-own-pizza situation. Ooh. Of, like, or, you know, a salad bar. There we go. Salad bar is probably better. Probably. Of pulling pieces from different plans that really worked for you. And when we do that or when we're able to pivot – we see it as this: cir- the circumstances changed, my identity has changed, or my needs have changed, and I'm ready to adapt. So Weight Watchers isn't working for me. Maybe I'll try calorie tracking. But I can use things I learned in Weight Watchers and take it over to calorie tracking. Or I like the, ide- the identity of focusing on more simple carbs and protein. So you can take that part of keto, but still figure out how to have sugar in your life. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. And when we do that, we realize that, like, I'm not the person I was five years ago when I started doing this. Yeah. I use a lot more resources. I cook a lot more fresh food now than I did before because my abilities and my interests have changed changed. And if you get tired of your gym, again, if the gym closes, it's not just about the gym. I can walk. Oh, maybe I can. It's summer. I can try swimming or I can join a, a, you know, a, a yoga studio. There are so many different things that we can do instead of just identifying with that one place or that one plan. And I think that another example of, of pivoting, um, which tags on to what Catherine was just saying, is that you don't have to do exactly the same thing for the rest of your life and that you might decide you love a spin class for example and it's fantastic and then you do it for six months and you start to dread going like you can then pivot to something else you don't just have to quit your exercise all at once and i do this with foods a lot too i'll i'll try a new thing and I will get obsessed with it like for, I don't know, like a year, two years, I was eating like, you know, a couple of hard boiled eggs like every day. And then suddenly I was like, I cannot have one more hard boiled egg yeah, in my Yeah, you life. haven't had broccoli in years. <laughs> and and I did the same thing with broccoli too. I don't know what happened, but I started to be like, I don't really want to eat this broccoli anymore. So I'm going to eat a different vegetable. And you can you know, adapt for the season that you're in, you can change, like your tastes are going to change. And then maybe eventually you'll decide, oh, you know what? I used to really enjoy spin classes. Maybe I will go back after you take a break from it for a while. Well, and two, that adaptability and the pivoting is about the foods that you eat in a particular day. We've talked about having you know, you think you're going to have something for dinner, but you realize that it's gone bad before you get around to eating it. If you see that as proof that the world is against you and yeah. you can't lose weight, that's not a growth mindset. But the, you know, like, oh, well, as luck would have it, there is a salad bar nearby where we can go and get takeout or I've got a good luck frozen meal in the freezer. And isn't it good luck that it's there because now I can have that instead of what I had planned to eat. Being able to shift and pivot and not see things as the world is against me. I'm never going to get this right. The more we have a menu of options to ourselves, the more we see that the world changes around us and we can adapt to that based on where we are and uh whether our food has gone bad or not. Yeah, so instead of just quitting, pivot to something else that you actually like doing or something new that maybe you'll like doing and you figure out if you like it or not. Well, and two, we can also pull back. If you're quitting 
a job because you hate someone that you work with or the circumstances you can, you know, if you're in a position, you can ask your boss if maybe you could switch positions or you could move your desk or you could take on another project. I'm not going to get into work life balance here. But what if. No, let's just sit here and list everything no, you but, could do differently at no, work. No, but like Gretchen Rubin has talked about really getting specific about what doesn't or does work about something. So maybe. Well, like, why don't you like going to the gym? Well, the parking is really difficult or the staff are rude or like the people aren't your jam, whatever it is. Yeah. What about the space don't you like? Is it the actual process of the exercise or is it one of those other circumstances? Those small barriers that we have, if it's really difficult to park at the yoga studio, maybe it's not the yoga that you hate. It's the parking and finding a place with more ample parking, better hours, maybe something that's closer to your office, closer to where you pick up your kids or closer to home. Maybe that would work. And if that one small thing was changed, that it would be better. What about Weight Watchers don't you like? Well, they, you know, charge me, quote unquote, all these, you know, 20 points if I want to have an apple. Not that that's a thing I was, <laughs> but like, you know, like one cookie could be 10 points or something like that, which is right. half of your things for the day. Maybe you just go, you know what? I'm going to stick to the points, but I'm going to have that extra cookie every day and not take it out of my daily total. Figure out how to make it work for you. It's not about adhering to the plan. You're paying for the plan. Right. Make the plan work for you. Don't feel like you owe it to the plan to work for it. And I know Donald hates it when I mention this, but I'm going to say it anyway. There was a woman in a Weight Watcher meeting who actually asked (laughs) if she needed to pay more to have more points to eat. And I, my heart broke. I I don't hate it when you mention it. It just, it makes me so sad thinking about, you know, this person thinking that like if they just paid more money, they could eat more food. Yeah, it was, oh, it made me so sad. But we think about that like, oh, well, I keep blowing my 28 point, you know, total. Weight Watchers isn't working for me. That negotiation of like, well, how would you feel if you had 10 more points a day? What what about 20? When I co-tracked on calories and Weight Watchers, I was running out of points based on what I was eating by 900 calories. My daily total of 18 to 1900 calories ended up being something like 55 to 60 points. And that was just eating seven, you know, like 1800 calories. It wasn't, you know, 5,000 calories, but I felt really penalized by it yeah. like because I eat more processed foods. But is this time to switch over to calories? Is it time to do some sort of hybrid where you're using a tracking app like 8, A-T-E, uh, which just tracks pictures and whether you feel like you're on track or off track with your food choices? How can you adapt to your situation? Because quitting, what what are you quitting? And to echo Yoni Friedhoff, I, the author of The Diet Fix, uh, which is a book, uh, audio book that I've listened to, um, I, I recently listened to a podcast that he was on. So I was reminded of a lot of the things that, that he says that I really liked. It, you know, the best 
plan is the plan that you're actually going to stick to. When somebody comes to us and they say, well, what did you do? You know, and, and we say, well, we, you know, moved more and, and ate less or counted our calories, they get really disappointed. And if that's not the plan for you, then that's fine. But the, the best plan is the one that you're actually going to do and continue to do and, and, and not quit doing. Well, exactly too. I saw a weight loss plan that had a, you know, foods that you should eat morning, noon, and night. And it was like meal one, cottage cheese and fruit. And I'm like, well, I hate cottage cheese. (laughs) I'm not doing this. And it's like, why don't you use yogurt? Like, right, but right. I just saw it as an all or nothing. If I don't comply, oh, I hate the complying thing. If I don't My comply, goodness, then yeah. I'm doing it wrong. But what? How can you adapt any meal to make it something that you want to eat? But something that I kind of looked at, if you're thinking about quitting, is what exactly are you going to go back to doing? Because it's not just the quitting of the plan. It's what part of your habits are you going to change? So like for me, I was looking at uh, the year 2005. And at that time, I was getting about 1,500 steps a day, getting takeout three to four times a week, having, you know, big chain restaurant lunches Monday through Friday, getting takeout at night, getting McDonald's or bakery things in the morning, drinking alcohol all the time. There were no limits. Yeah. So if I say I'm quitting today's habits, am I going to go back to all of that? Like, am I going to just take off my Fitbit? And stop walking and stop getting in non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Am I going to start stop parking farther away? Am I going to stop walking to Rite Aid instead of driving? Like, what exactly am I giving up? What am I going to stop? Because I, if I go back to those old habits, I'm going to get those old results and be 100 pounds more than I weigh right now. Yeah, and not to be like overly dramatic, but when I quit, when I quit all of my efforts, I was literally eating myself to death. Yeah. Like I was putting myself into a position where I was seriously diminishing whatever time I had left in this life. And I was probably seriously shortening the amount of time that I had left when I was doing that. And you know, eventually that I decided that is not a choice that I wanted to make, that 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 kind of quitting was not the kind of quitting that I was going to do. Right. And when we're in that mode of that big quit, that like, that's it, I've had enough, what have you had enough of? And I think what good old Wilson and Philip were trying to do, the-, the Both of the, them? The, <laughs> Wilson and Philip? Yes, the makers of volleyballs and light bulbs <laughs> got together to wow. sing One More Day, is to really give yourself a day to process what you hate right now, because it comes from a passionate place of frustration and you know just anger that something isn't happening. So really maybe make a list of the things that feel too hard right now and then think, what can I do instead of that? If 15,000 steps is too much for you based on your, your current circumstances, what could you go down to to feel better about? Well, instead of going down to no walking, that's right. it. Right. Yeah, it doesn't have to be 15,000 steps or nothing. Right. Maybe you can be like, you know what? I'm going to cut it in half right now. That's a more reasonable goal based on my stress level right now. If eating at a deficit right now doesn't work for you, work on maintenance right now. Just, you know what? I'm not going to go back to the person that gets takeout every day. Or if I am going to get takeout every day, because it's convenient and I don't have time to cook, I'm going to get 
a menu, you know, I'm going to select from a menu of things that I know fit into a reasonable budget. It doesn't have to be, okay, now load me up with the loaded tater tots and the loaded dessert tater tots and the lunch tater. Like, don't go all or nothing. Decide what you're going to prioritize. I like how many different kinds of tater tots you mentioned right off the top of your head. Cinnamon sugar tater tots. Oh, no, that's a little too far. That's a little too far. But really decide what feels like too much. How can you dial it back to be easier to do? Can you quit the gym but still do stretches at home? Can you still walk your kid to school? Can you still add, you know, pump up the volume? What parts are you going to keep, even if the plan isn't working? For me right now, I'm using both the uh, the Fitbit calorie tracking and the Eight app, A-T-E app, that focuses more on how you feel when you're eating. Why were you eating? Who are you eating with? Was it something that was sort of planned or was it sneaky side food eating things, which isn't actually a thing. But <laughs> but I'm using both of them right now because I want that extra accountability of thinking about why I'm eating something because some emotional eating habits have come back in. I, I kind of like pretended I was whispering into the mic, which I didn't actually because it's a podcast and you can all hear me. Yeah. Um, but I'm using a hybrid right now. So I, I am not using Weight Watchers, but for those of you who are, maybe co-track for a little while. Adapt to your surroundings. Really pay attention to what you want to quit and what you will not quit. What things will you still do? Even if I don't go to the gym, I can still get in daily activity. I can still go on an evening walk after work and I can still do a lunchtime walk, whatever it is. There are things that you won't be quitting. And it's the same thing with your food choices. I'll still eat off smaller plates. I'll still pump up the volume and I'll still limit my treatment to those planned paired activities instead of every day. We can quit a plan, but if we identify as people with growth mindsets, who adapt to situations, and who still just care about our health, but maybe need to step away from a program, we can still make progress and we can still feel honorable in our bodies and not just go to that like, well, until I run myself into the ground and then feel desperate enough to try another plan because my my doctor says I'm, you know, my lungs are shutting down. Like you can still do something because your body, there's no quitting. You can go back to that episode. There's no I and quit. You still live every day, you breathe, you walk, you eat, and you can adapt to your situation to make it so that you're not regretting your choices in a year from now, which is what we did for decades. You can hold on for one more day, make a couple of choices, and things can go your way. There, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you brought it around 360. I and did. Also, thank you so much for not quitting listening to these episodes. Uh, we really appreciate you, each and every one of you. Uh, if you would like to hear more episodes of this show, you can find them wherever you find podcasts, pretty much. And also, anytime on our website, weonlylookthin.com. Yep, weonlylookthin.com. Our podcast episodes are there. So if you can't find it on your podcasting app, you can find it there. And if you are there, check out 
the link for join our support group to find out more about Walt Place. We only look thin place, our Facebook-based accountability group for women. We are not a weight loss plan, but we are a place for support, accountability, check-ins, and being surrounded by women who are on the same journey that you are on. Though they might be doing different plans, we're all on the same goal of taking care of ourselves. So find out more there. We have two subscription options, a monthly option with a three-day complimentary trial and a three-month subscription with a seven-day complimentary trial to see if Wolf Place is right for you. Yeah, so instead of quitting, you can try joining. (laughs) See what I did there? Um, Also, if you would like to join us on social media, you can find us at We Only Look Thin on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And you can also find us via the email address of weonlylookthin at gmail.com. We enjoy hearing from you. Uh, We would like to hear your episode suggestions. Uh, We've turned uh, many listener uh, emails into suggestions. We've turned listener questions into uh, episodes of the show. And um, you can also uh, send us questions and we will do our best to get back to you and answer. Yep. And if you have an extra moment and can head over to Apple Podcast, please leave us a rating and a review. Oh, yeah, do that. Not only does it boost us in search results, but it also lets us know that what we're doing is making a difference. And that matters because we like words of affirmation. We sure do. And speaking of words of affirmation, you can also tell people about the show. Uh, you can do that with actual verbal words. Uh, <laughs> if you uh, Word of mouth is one of the best ways in which the show grows. Um, also, uh, if you, you know, are in a forum online, uh, some, you know, on Facebook, whatever, and uh, it comes up like, hey, are there any good podcasts uh, involving weight loss and fitness? You can give us a shout out and that helps grow the show quite a bit. Yeah, totally. On uh, We've gotten shout outs on Reddit and Lose It and My Fitness Pal and uh, other podcasts. So thank you so much for uh, for spreading the good word of Walt. Yes, indeed. So if you're still trying to sort through swatch watches and slap bracelets <laughs> and mounds and mounds of silly string, just remember that Catherine and I are an, an inspiration. For one more day. The information that you hear on this podcast is for informational purposes only. The hosts are not medical professionals. You should always consult with your doctor, nurse, or other certified health professional before beginning any diet or fitness program. Hey, this is a little uh, sound quality check. Check a Reno, check a doodle. <laughs> we were just talking about how much I love the uh, seminal band from oh the God, 90s. No. Seminal band. No. Wilson Phillip Look, Band. I'm deleting this recording in a second, so don't bother. <laughs> Hold on for one more day. Oh my God, now I'm keeping it.